back. Here we are with Exalted Demakes, Storms of Yishao, Season 3, Episode 1. We are in June 2023. I am Peter the Storyteller, and today with me we have... Uh, G, um, playing uh, Thousand Crimson Calamities, the Night Twin, and um, uh, Daybreak Abyssal. Uh, she used to run a resistance against the realm with her sister, but was uh, killed in a terrible fire and uh, recruited by a death lord. And then she was later uh, found in the underworld by her sister. And uh, yes, they um, she uh, found a reason to take them both out of the underworld. She is still a loyalist. And she uh, is very much interested in learning more uh, necromancy and bringing about the end of creation. But she is also just a little bit conflicted about everything because her sister is very, very convincing. Um, yeah, so her big things are uh, necromancy, uh, traveling, and uh, being sad. That's all of us so sorry. <laughs> Um, then we've got Brekchen, that's me, with Sira, uh, who used to lead a resistance against the realm with her twin sister until her twin sister died in a horrible fire. Um, but don't worry, she got better. Uh, <laughs> and Sira, in a moment of utter anger and desperation, uh, exalted as a zenith solar. Uh, her big thing is mainly nature and enjoying herself, as well as archery. And she's got a big old mountain goat ram, who is her absolute bestie, aside from 1000 Calamities, who is even more of her absolute bestie. And uh, don't you dare touch a hair on, on that person's body. Um... Her twin was uh, brought to the underworld for a while, but Sira kicked the door down uh, with her literal battering ram and managed to bring her back in her version of the story. <laughs> Sounds awesome. And I'm um, Siegfried playing Foreclose Abatement, uh, a Full Moon Lunar, uh, Foreclose Abatement was born somewhere out in the boonies in the east and exalted when, you know, some of the bad things that happen when you're out in the boonies happened and has since been wandering around trying to find something to hold his attention and just hanging out and trying to ignore the knowing in his soul that everything is wrong and the something terrible happened to creation. Awesome. Sounds good. So yeah, uh, a small organization staff. Once again, this is a young version of Sub Zhao, so we change the adventure a little bit to be slightly better. What was our taste? Uh, originally, the adventure was for Godbound. You know, pretty recommended to them. Currently, though, we're testing the Exalted DMake, which is a work in progress homebrew version of Exalted by Holden. And for this season, we decided, hey, this is a 
the chart. We want and you know we want to test some limit. So why don't everybody roll for limit at the start and how many points of limit you start with? So how much did everybody get? A nine out of ten. Yeah. Six out of ten. Two. So we might have some abyssal limit break soon. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so let's bring us into where we are right now. It's currently the realm year 768. So as usual, the Empress has been missing for five years and things are you know, slowly degrading in the realm. But we're not in the realm. We're in the east, in the Hullet's Kingdom area. More specifically, we're in the Regency of Donbai, which is like a post-Shogunate society run by a dragon-blooded dynasty and pretty much inspired by ancient China. And in that dynasty, we are specifically in the city of Yijiao. It's a walled city of about 100,000 people on the border of the Confederacy, uh, which is a region ruled by the Fair Folk. Uh, the city itself is located on the Duhuang River, which is a tributary to the Yellow River, and it is by the Shoshan mountain range to its east. And the city itself is known for its iron works. So, um, all in all, you've been in this area for a while, you've earned a little bit of reputation, you know each other, and so on, so on. You have to do, hey, let's meet in the tavern, let's figure this out. So, you have been um, recu- the governor of Yijiao, Governor Wu Zhang, has requested your help uh, in his city. It's an invitation, and you know, he expects you to show up eventually. So, again, Yijiao sits on the river, there's a road to it, there's 30 foot high walls, uh, stone walls. How do you guys make an entrance? How do you enter the city? How do you show yourself off? If you the, uh, how does your character look, and so on? Describe it. Right, should I start? Just same order. Sure thing. Um, yes. So the first thing that people will see is, uh, well, a, a gaggle of undead, like a couple dozen of uh, of, of zombies, uh, just uh, marching in a in an well the undisciplined mob as zombies do um surrounding a palanquin being carried also by zombies uh just you know entirely black with black curtains around it um and uh from this eventually will emerge the uh uh, very strange otherworldly porcelain skinned uh uh, necromancer known as Thousand Crimson Calamities, uh, with her jet black eyes with uh, ghostly blue irises, her blood red hair, and uh, a long crimson gown adorned with uh, black soul steel armor. Uh, s- certainly a striking figure at appearance five and uh with uh, just an unmistakable air of melancholy that seems infectious. Um, oh yes, and also there's always just flocks and flocks of uh, carrion birds like um, crows, sometimes um, vultures and 
these things called ratings about they yeah. seem to just follow in her footsteps wherever she goes quite the contrast to her troops looks amazing looks like a show mm -hmm. quite. within within the big gaggle of zombies there is one lone fairly bright mountain goat uh that uh walks next to the palanquin just trots along and on it sits uh, a woman with uh largely decorative muscle muscles uh <laughs> who uh looks just like the sweetest little sunshine has a wide a smile on her face at almost all times. Her wild strawberry blonde hair is uh, bouncing with every move of the mountain goat and her golden brown eyes are just smiling at everyone who catches her glance. Um, she often leans in towards the palanquin and uh, says some small thing to uh, 1000 calamities. Uh, usually something that sounds or that seems pretty excited from her expression uh she seems very uh, chuffed to be here uh and on her back there is uh an utterly ill-fitting uh long bow made out of uh, soul steel uh gleaming darkly uh with uh ornamental uh, bits of oracle in it. Uh, it looks as if someone tried to construct it completely out of little skulls, uh, out of soul steel, uh, with uh, oracle teeth and eyes, uh, and uh, a gleaming red hearthstone in it. And it just, it has this aura of darkness that doesn't fit Syrah at all, but she doesn't seem to mind it at all either. Solars. Yeah. Um, on the top of the palanquin, in one spot that's nice, that's been hit by the sun, there's a cat napping. <laughs> Looks more like a very tiny tiger than a cat, but, you know, cat-sized. And when the palanquin stops, we'll wake up, look around, and then jump down and follow the others. Okay. So we have our quite a bit of procession. Like, you know, you definitely have everybody looking at you as, you know, you're walking past, like, oh, you know, this isn't something they've seen in a while. Some people might not be comfortable with it. Hey, they'll have to deal with it. Then, you know, mm -hmm. the boss of you. Uh, so yeah, you make your way into the city. You, know, you present your you know, summons by the governor, so the guards reluctantly let you in. And yeah, you see the Yijiao itself. It's a uh, you know the vast majority of the buildings here are pretty much wooden. The roads are unpaved dirt, so everything is very muddy. A lot of people milling about, you know, hawking their wares. People being carried in palanquins and what have you. And there's a strange energy in the air. So maybe if someone could draw me some perceptional call, maybe or someone socially, uh, sorcerously inclined or necromancically inclined. Yeah, absolutely. Probably at difficulty eight. Uh huh. 
Wait, what's Do my perception? Do we have anyone like that? <laughs> if only. What? A necromancer. Yeah. Um, do I want to start firing up intimacies for this? Nah, it's fine. It's fine. Let's see. Um, well, that's four successes. Not four bad. successes. Okay. Um, so you've heard a little bit about the city before and uh, what's its uh, housing. There is uh, something called the Altar of Heaven in the city, which is a first age machination that is protecting the city from various uh, sorceries, lower magics and things like that, that are like a grander scale. Like this won't stop your uh, like charms, won't stop your miracles uh, going on, go, uh, going off, but like if you do sorceries and workings or similar things in here, you'd have some problems. Just like, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad I didn't go all in on sorcery. <laughs> um, it wouldn't be possible, and with uh, Solaroid uh, dice pools, it wouldn't probably be even that hard. But, you know. Mm -hmm. is You said the altar is a first age thing? Yes, it's a first age uh, construct. Um... Was it something that one of my past incarnations had anything to do? I'll leave that up to you. How much do you want to be antagonistic to what's going on here? Oh, fuck it. Yes. Let's <laughs> crank up that limit. <laughs> okay. Uh, so explain to the listeners, so what does that do to you? Why are we declaring anonymity on this author of heaven? So... Um, the one of the limit one of the lunar limit clauses is the first time in the course of each store that the lunar encounters a particular location, artifact, organization, or blah blah blah, that she was responsible for protecting of over or overseeing in any of her first stage incarnation. If it's still uh, operating under anything close to its original name, being used in its, for its original function of being deployed under the authority of the realm. And when the lunar neck sleeps, she suffers terrible nightmares of her past life's failures and awakens in physical and spiritual agony, reinterpreting and relieving them as her own. She does not recover willpower and gains two points of limit. So I'm seeing something that reminds me of how things went horribly oh. wrong in the usurpation. <laughs> uh, you're not seeing it yet because it's not really something that's visible from where you're at right now, but probably eventually you will see it. You might feel its influence right now. Yep. Whether you recognize it for what it is at the moment, you know, that's, yeah, that remains to be seen. It, I don't have to see It's um, I have to encounter Witness. it, so yeah. I, if we can feel its influence, that probably that may be enough. Yeah, I mean, soon you will have the lowdown, so you'll probably figure yep. things out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, do you guys proceed to see the governor, or, or is there some other detour in the plan to start with? No, I think I think I at least would probably just uh, make a beeline for uh, for the palace or wherever that is. <laughs> yeah. Sure thanks. And Sira is basically attached at the hip to uh, calamities, so she doesn't even question it much. She just basically followed her all the way here, 
uh, and has so far even forgotten to ask why. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. God knows how to be a part of the herd, so just follows along the zombies and you know follows wherever our abyssal goes. I guess. Yeah, yeah, so long as she's together with calamities, everything's fine. Yeah. Um, of course, the zombies are under strict orders to not eat anyone, and uh, I, I hope the people here have the good sense to stay uh, at a distance. Yeah, definitely people give you wider berth than they give ever anyone else around here. So, you know, everybody yeah. just like looking, gawking at what's going on, but yeah, they keep their distance. Good stuff. Yeah, I think All especially right. if you're coming into town with a large, uh, like with, with with a small army of zombies, you should probably not leave the governor waiting. I mean, you know, who's in charge here? Obviously, it's you. So yeah, yeah, but there's such a thing as diplomacy. Uh, <laughs> well, do you diplomatize with people lesser than you? No, you just you know, give uh, you, you let them know what's going on, and you know they have to accept it, or else. I suppose. Uh, I suppose. Uh, I, I uh, I'm guessing the governor is not like a dragon blood himself, right? Well, how would you know? Do you have the that's a vault? good question? <laughs> I suppose we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Uh, so you move to the city, you make your way to the Banner District, which is where uh, all the military forces are. You can see some uh, local militia, guards and have you coming in and out. You see some um, f- slightly foreign-looking people uh, on horseback with like bows and have you also you know, coming and going and have you. And eventually you make your way to a slightly bigger, but not necessarily that much more ostentatious looking wooden building, which is where, you know, the governor's uh, mansion, quote unquote, is. Which you, you, you come in, I guess you leave your zombies outside. I don't know, wouldn't the Banner District be the best place for them? Oh, oh, you mean outside of the manor? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, I will. I will leave the zombies outside the mansion. Zombies are not. Uh, are there, are there, there's. No, yeah. Uh, let's say polite pets. society is no place for zombies. Yeah. Yeah, they're outside pets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, you go into this uh, building. It looks like you know. Pretty much like military as headquarters is more, uh, uh, it's more focused on this uh, functionality rather than being too ostentatious. And so, well, at least it's nice and clean in comparison to the outside and what have you. And over here, you feel the influence of the altar even further. So, like, there's a dampening mm-hmm. on the charms. Like, oh, now. If you're spending any modes, you have to spend an extra mode pretty much because the others are like really close by, let's say. Mm-hmm. So it's under this like more direct pur- purview. But yeah, um, when you introduce uh, like uh, what you're here for, yeah, you're ushered in towards uh, the governor's uh, like 
office, let's say, and yeah, you see the person, which is like a slightly older looking uh, person. You see some like speckle of gray hair on him. He looks uh, rug a bit more rugged, you know, strong features and what have you. And yeah, he uh, is dressed in a black jade uh, plate armor with a big black jade dike lathe, you know, hanging behind him on the wall. He's sitting at his desk and, well, invites you to come sit, maybe, you know, offers you some tea or other refreshments if you'd like. Okay. That's definitely a dragon blood then. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a secret solar because they also resonate with it. <laughs> That's <Maybe> true. Chemical. <laughs> Sarah uh, has dismounted and followed her sister inside, and Harem is also trying to follow inside and to eat uh, the garments of whoever tries to stop it. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely some guards going, whoa, 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 this won't fit through the door. <laughs> Would you like us to, you know, feed your mouth in the stables? Uh, sure, I guess. Uh, Sira is too distracted following her sister, and her mount just like stares emptily at the guards and starts eating their sleeves. Uh, how obedient is your mount, or how attached to you is it? Is it a problem mm -hmm. getting it out? Um, let me let me double check my mount real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, since Sarah isn't like uh, telling it to stay, uh, it's relatively impassive about this right now. Um, but it is a little bit stubborn by uh, by default. So when people try to move it, it's probably uh, just like out of principle gonna stay in the place it's in for a while. Just stand there and let them pull and push <laughs> around. Yeah, it's probably because it's a mouth of a mountain goal. People start, okay, let's take you to the stables, buddy. And then you try to attack on its reins and it doesn't go. They start pulling and that doesn't help. And two people pull and it's also stopping it. Eventually, someone brings you know, a whole like bucket of oats or whatever. And then, you know, senses meals and starts following them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like at That's that point, the no it's negotiation and uh, it has won the negotiation. So. Yes. <laughs> it definitely has. I just uh, I have from the palanquin and then walk up to thousand kilometers and like poke at her to pick me up and carry me. <laughs> uh yes, I will just lower one of my unbelievably long sleeves that uh jingle because there's throwing knives in there. Uh so you can <laughs> climb up on that. Yeah, I climb oh, up. I wanted to hold the kitty. Cute kitty. You'll get your turn. <laughs> uh, I've got, I've got uh, uh, a quick uh, like question for establishing like the scene. Yep. Uh, like what, um, what season and time of day is it? Oh, uh, well, it is. I'd guess morning, and as for season, like, what would you like it to be? What uh, what do you think is appropriate here? Like, what do you need? I mean, I don't know the adventure, so 
Mm. Well, Early afternoon. <laughs> no, I uh, guess I like winter. <laughs> uh, let's say it's Spain, because yeah, I thought they said how much muddy roads. So yeah. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's that? true. All right, spring. Then. Okay. And morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so uh, the governor. It was something like, "Oh, I'm Governor Wu Zhang. I, you know, thank you for you know meeting me at such short notice. You know, please have a seat. If you'd like some refreshments, we can definitely offer you. Would you like some tea? Would you like something stronger than that?" Tea will do just fine. Uh, and I take a seat in a, uh, in a very dignified manner. I'd like some plain water, please. And uh, I just plop down into crisscross applesauce sitting position. Yeah. So yeah, definitely you have some servants come in, you know, tea, pour you some nice, refreshing water, and, you know, they make a leave because they don't, you know, think the cat needs some food or whatever, so... I'll meow at them, loudly. <laughs> the servant looks over to the abyssal, uh, uh, you like us to bring something for the cat? Some milk, perhaps? Uh, no, 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 no. If milk, then only goat's milk, please. Normal milk is not good for cats. Uh, we have mare's milk. I, I stare. Uh, I stare at the at Sire in confusion when she says no milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not no milk. Goat's milk specifically. <laughs> Yeah, well, is, is horse milk fine? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Man, I, I'm meowing, saying, yes, please, more, give me the milk. <laughs> yes, but I'm meowing. yes, that will do, thank you. <laughs> okay, the servants go, they find some goat's milk somewhere, and they just bring that over to you in a nice saucer, and present it to you, like, wherever the cat is, uh, so whether it's on the floor, whether it's on the table. On the table. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, with that out of the way, uh, once again, thank you for coming. Thank you for short notice. Um, as I might have mentioned in my invitation, I am in need of your help, your assistance, your services. Um, you might have heard that the city of Ijiao has been uh, plagued by a supernatural curse for the last year. And we've been having problem with our altar of heaven, our uh, artifact of an old age that's protecting the city from the uh, Raktine uh, problem and similar black academies and so on. It's been acting up, and the last three months it's gotten a way worse than point. It's becoming a danger to the city itself. Yes, uh, I can feel its influence on my essence as we speak. Is this normal, or is this part of the problem? 
No, that's the that's it functioning normally. The problem is is that the altar of heaven itself is a artifact of the true king, which means that it exerts their will upon the society, imposing its uh, will and its judgment on the people. And someone in the city has been found lacking to the point that it is punishing everybody in the city with uh, supernatural calamities on a very regular basis. And yeah, we need to figure out who's been uh, causing this altar to become upset and deal with them. But that's punishing them according to what they've transgressed, but it's exiling them, executing them, or whatever. You need to correct this uh, problem that uh, that is plaguing society, so that the altar would. Uh, accept it and continue providing us with the protection without punishing everybody. At, at this what? point, I'm going to turn back into into my human form because I need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bet the Lunas can talk as cats as well. But I don't have the charm to do that. <laughs> yeah, there's a charm oh. for it. Uh, yeah, so okay. <laughs> So, uh, how do you look when you transform? Uh, so, four-fingered abatements, uh, four-close abatement. Uh, human form is uh, just a medium-sized, wiry, tan man. Mm-hmm. He looks like in his mid-twenties and is dressed in pretty rough, cheap clothes. That I've seen a lot of use. Okay. Um, uh, cool. I was like, sir, are you saying that this thing, and I point in the vague direction that I think the altar is in, Behind the wall. Uh, is uh, punishing the whole city because somebody does not meet its oh so lofty ideals? Okay, well, first of all, the governor's a little bit startled uh, with the transformation. Uh, you know, not sure whether he expected you to be here or not. Um, good thing that, and there aren't other people here. It's just, you know, you exalts because the same as left. And yeah, after he composes himself, uh, he yeah, starts explaining. Um, yes, from what we've got, gathered about how uh, the altar functions. Uh, yes, it punishes the Junzi, the uh, upper part of the society, based on their transgressions. Um, normally, it's much more calmer, things much smaller, it's very much you can live with. But um, it seems that the transgression is really uh, grand in its scale, what have you, because we haven't seen it act up this way for this long ever. This is something strange and new. We're not really sure how it could go, how could it could have gotten this bad without 
us being able to figure out what's wrong, who's responsible, and what have you. Usually, yeah, it's very like usually if you you know you have small transgressions, it doesn't act up this way. This is really uh, something is spitting its very nature. And yes, mm. it is punishing the people by setting down storms that ravage the city every week. Ugh. Interesting. Um, well, yeah. yes, I please. think we can certainly take a look at that. What exactly sort of payment were you thinking? Oh, what can so you they- offer? Um, well, definitely we can offer you, you know, sums of money that, you know, adequate to, you know, the services you're rendering, which is, you know, a good deal. We can offer you positions in this city, you know, position the government, especially like, yeah, he looks over you. Um, I guess you're not Dragon Ball, so. There's a limit to that. Um, we can definitely uh, allow an indulgence and add you to our prayer calendar to for you to receive worship on the regular basis. And have you for the for you saving the city from this calamity? Would that suffice? Hmm. Well, these things personally do not interest me, though my compatriots might disagree on that matter. I personally would like to, well, would be more inclined with uh, whatever magical things you have. Perhaps you have materials that I may procure or, well, I don't know. Do you have artifacts? He looks over at his diaclave. Yes, we do have some artifacts, and since we are a mining forge town, then we do stumble upon some uh, magical materials from every now and then. We can certainly uh, funnel them to you as needed. Oh, I believe that will suffice for me, and I turn to my compatriots. Well, um, how many slaves do you own? Calamities mm. huh? <laughs> uh, just wet the corner of Calamity's mouth starts twitching. <laughs> just like you, you, yeah. you have an idea how many, right? Um, I personally don't own any slaves. I'm a governor. I have servants for that. Okay. Uh, how many slaves do your servants own, just about? <sighs> he uh, thinks over. I, I don't remember them owning anything. Again, I'm a military commander. I have soldiers. I have you know, servants that are paid. They don't want to do the task, they don't delegate further, so. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking? Would you like to procure some slaves? No, I would like to free some. Well, we do have, well, 
I would say we have a slave market, but there are guild members coming in every now and then selling some slaves. We can definitely free some slaves for you in that regard. How many would you like freed? Syrah gives Calamities a look that says, I did not expect to come this far. Help me out here. Uh, and Calamities just turns to the governor and says, all of them. Obviously. Yes, all of them. I see uh, here. Certainly, we can free all the slaves that will be coming into the city through the guild. Okay. I think we can arrange that. And Great. That's all I need for And uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll figure it out later. <laughs> sure. I hope your request will be, you know, reasonable to the service provided. Well, if that's everything, um, yeah, of course we have some leads that might help you uh, move forward with your investigation. Uh, oh, uh, before we get to that, uh, um, I, since we've been talking for a while and we have been, you know, talking about like stuff that actually matters, uh, I would like to try read intentions. I'm not good at that, but I'd like to try. <laughs> okay, uh, let me look at how read intentions work again, because yes. I'm still learning. Oh yeah, perception plus social. empathy. I am not super great at that, but uh, you know. This was a service how much the targets reviewed during the scene. Okay, um, what uh, would you like to know about them? I guess based on that, I can set a difficulty. Um. All right. Do I have to like figure? Do I have to like? Uh, I thought I'd just roll read intentions. I get okay. some information, but uh, I might not be correct about that. Uh, yeah, it looks okay. like based on how many successes you get more or less information. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah. It's pretty much based on how much the character has revealed themselves. You can uh, get something on their true motives or an intimacy or even nature. Okay. Um, mm. I'd say that the governor like, hasn't revealed that much of his true intentions, let's say. So how about oh, difficulty actually, seven? Yes? Actually, never mind. This is definitely a botch. <laughs> oh. Well. Botch. Does that mean you gain limit? <laughs> Uh, but wait, does oh wait, does that happen yes. for Abyssals too? I'm not sure. I have to double check because I know that happens for a lot of them, but you have your very special uh, yeah. rules. Let's see. Yeah, with Abyssals, it's like specifically, like the limit isn't them yeah. like getting frustrated or anything. It's the Neverborn getting a uh, nameless curse, entry. which, uh, yeah, you watch it doesn't add to that. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
so what you glean from this is that the governor Jiang is very concerned about the well-being of his people here, and you know he's very moved by this altar punishing the poor people of this town, and you know would like to end their suffering. Right. In a, in a positive way. Just a stand-up guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask the governor. I'm going to ask the governor some more about um, what they know about the morality the the altar is enforcing. Like, what kind of things does the altar punish people for? Okay. The altar enforces is uh, Li, the pattern, uh, which is a set of moral principles in the uh, uh, Dubain Regency uh, that's been passed from generation to generations. Uh, your, you know, he starts explaining the basic stuff like, oh, be good to the people below you. You sort of feel the people out above you, cherish the relationship, and so on, so on. He says, you know, the better person to explain this would be a beautiful sage face. She's really studied the classic and explain all the nuances and interpretations of uh, the rules that might be in place here. She's definitely one of the people I'd advise you to meet during an investigation. All right, beautiful sage Faye, noted. Yeah. yeah, beyond that, there are again a few people of note that might know something about what's going on. We have, first of all, uh, uh, Noyan Tomor, who's the leader of our Toban mercenary horse archers. He's uh, been scouting around this uh, in the outskirts of the city and in the uh, countryside, he might have some upon something out there that might be corrupting influence. Uh, we, of course, have the Royal Cecil Young, who's been an investigator sent by the uh, regent himself to figure out what's going on in the city and who's to blame for it. I bet he has uncovered something during his investigation that he won't share with me. We, of course, have our Prince Yan Zhao, who's a uh, the caretaker of the Altar of Heaven. He might have some uh, intimate knowledge about its operations and what's going on there. And last but not least, we have Mother Fukan, who's a merchant boss uh, that knows a lot of about what's going on the underbelly of the city and probably has her own motives uh, to figure out what's going on here, so she might be able to be persuaded to share what she knows with you. Hmm. Yeah. Other than that, you know, you have my permission to do the investigation, follow the investigation wherever it leads, so somebody's don't break any of the harsher laws and you don't steal from people, don't murder, and so on, so on. It should, you know, you have pretty much an impunity in the city to follow your leads as needed. And 
yeah, we are at your service if you need some more information. All right. So just to make this uh, very clear, the uh, um, uh, the the goal here is that we find whoever has uh, disturbed this pattern and to bring them to justice to stop the uh, punishments. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. I think. Uh, I think that is all I need to know from you at this moment. What about the others? Uh, I think I'm good. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Same here. Um, if we're free to ask around and to do almost anything with impunity, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. Yes. <laughs> Well, Dear God, Solars, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> In that case, well, I welcome you to see me, job. Hopefully, by the end of this, it will be a better place. Okay. Then you can leave as you please. And where would you like to go next? Uh, oh, yeah, just to make sure, like, yes. the building that we were just in, uh, that is probably one of the, you know, like bigger structures. Is this one also made of wood? Yes, this is a wooden structure. Yeah, probably has like a bricked um, bottom, what have you. So it has foundations mm -hmm. and so on. But on top of that, it's still a wooden structure. Uh, other than the wall, are there any like stone structures around? Um. You see, uh, every now and then you might have some temple, or you might have some like a richer house that's built around. But like, you don't see that many of them. Why would you need that? What oh, it's you just like? I'm just I'm just thinking. You know, this place would make a pretty lousy ruin. <laughs> it's just well, not much here that would stand the, you know, that that would that would stand the eons if it were abandoned. Yeah. Man, I love how much of this is made of wood. It just, you know, there's something so beautiful about just like the home of organisms made out of organisms. Don't you agree, Calamities? Uh, can't say I do. <laughs> yeah, um, if you want to turn this into a ruin, you definitely... What you'd see is like oh, the 30 foot high stone walls that will definitely stand there and certainly this. Then you have mm -hmm. a number of forges. You probably have some, uh, you know, but the whole uh, setups there, um, what have you. And then, yeah, there are some structures here, like the whole of heaven itself that will stand pretty much unchanged for like, you know, thousand years, what have you. But mm -hmm. You'll mm -hmm. see that later. Yes. All right. So um, you have your potential leads plus whatever. Who would you like to see next, or would you like to go somewhere else? I would uh, like to let's... talk to beautiful Sage Fay. Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds like the best place to start. Yes. Do okay. none of the leads like reside in pubs or something? Yeah, sorry. In, in, 
Hmm? A pub? Yeah, what did you say, Jen? Sort of establishment where we can drink something nice and local and talk to the locals a little bit, you know? I'd love to hear what people have to say about all this cursy stuff. Well, that's a good um, question. Where would we even meet beautiful Sage Payne? Uh, okay. Um, let me double check that. Uh, yeah. Um, if you want to go and drink with people, uh, both beautiful Sage Fay and the Royal Session Liang uh, are based out of the flower district. They will meet you at tea houses. And, you know, um, you know, asking around whatever, you know, that Noel Tomor has his share of, like, you know, drinking things in a, a more military establishment or whatever. So, you know, he has, like, his uh, tavern, let's say, for his people that, you know, serves uh, different kinds of alcoholic beverages and what have you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, if you want a mother of Wuhan, definitely can eat you out taverns, bars, or offer you whatever kind of embutment you need, like. Tea the tea house suffice, Sira? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All so right. Tea well, house is beautiful sage or royal censor. Yeah, that's certainly that beautiful awesome. sage. Yes. Beautiful sage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna like it. if nobody stops me, I'm just gonna drag the zombies all over town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm not walking in the mud. Are you crazy? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like people won't stop you from using your pelicans, using your zombies, shambling about, whatever. With one small exception that maybe eventually you'll stumble on. But yeah. Regardless, um, mm-hmm. I guess we can take a small pause here because we've been recording for a while now. And yeah. And we're back. So, uh, you leave the governor's uh, mansion, manor, or what have you, and you're heading towards the uh, was it the flower district where beautiful Sage Faye is. On the way there, you see um, there's some uh, young man standing in a heavy wooden uh, conch, which is like a pillory uh, stocks, except they're not uh, anchored to the ground. They're just like uh, around his uh, neck and uh, hands, just in you know, a plaque of wood there. And uh, yeah, there's a sign below it, and then there's some like uh, smug looking, a bit older woman besides him, feeding him a bowl of rice porridge. Um, if anyone wants to read the plaque, let me know whether you know the local language and can read. If you don't, you know, yeah, this is like I think in between um, your conversations, if you want to engage with it, you can always ignore it as well. Up to you guys. All right, you need one point of linguistics to actually be able to read, don't you? Yes. Yes. Uh, um, I, I in fact have dots slightly. <laughs> That's uh, fine. I, I can but read, yes. and I would like to read. I I do speak the local languages, and I would like to read the plaque. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I guess Daytona yeah, has. Uh, 
languages and also linguistics. So yeah, because you get our, you originally from the realm, uh, the solar and the abyssal, right? So you need language yes. to be able to speak the local language. Well, not not quite the realm, but you know the threshold, a satrapy. Um, and I do have languages too, and I picked the forest tongue as one of as yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, Eastern languages. Uh, I know the big ones. Yeah. So yeah, definitely uh, this one of the big one. Pretty much um, the plaque says in the local Ren language, uh, "I did not obey my mother." Sure. I did not obey my mother. Oh. Yes. I did not obey my mother. I guess that explains who the lady feeding him porridge is. Yep. Your assumptions are correct. Interesting. Um, you get the stocks for that. Um, yeah. Sounds a little bit, you know, uh, out of out of proportion. Well, uh, he didn't explain it in detail, but I th- like th- it did sound like this would be related to uh, to the pattern that the altar of heaven enforces. But I'm sure uh, Faye will be able to tell us more about that. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask the lady, ma'am, what exactly did your son do toward this? Well, you know, he was uh, uh, having a relationship with a harlot, and I told him to stop it, and he didn't listen. He went back to the floozy, and, you know, when I found out, well, he got punished for it accordingly. So people were like, you know, passerby, just like, you know, he doesn't like nod. Hmm. Oh. That's that's a thing. Yes, we must, you know, uphold the morals of our society. You know, children must, you know, listen to their parents, especially, you know, if they haven't left the nest yet. She looks at him sternly. I don't know. Uh, Depends on the parents. Like, shitty parents shouldn't be listened to. Yep. Oh, you. <laughs> Problem with authorities, who? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Thy ain't my patriarch. <laughs> so anyway. You know, I can see the uh, the need to obey one's elders, but uh, how can the living ever really count as elders when the dead are so much older. I think we all just turned to stare a thousand calamities at this point. Yeah, Sarah is like calamities for the thousandth time. Not everyone can hear ghosts. Ghosts is a bad thing. Yeah, and like... Oh, not at all. You're just dead. And if the dead are so smart, why are they dead? Well, they are smart because they're dead. What did you say? Well, they are smart because they're dead. They have perspective. I don't know. I feel like you can also get some perspective in life. 
Well, you also need to review your your you know deceased family members as well. You know, all your elders, other you know, even if they're dead, they require worship to pass into the afterlife. Nah, that sounds absolutely senseless. Like the elders had their time here, you know, the ancestors had their time. They're done. Now it's our world, and it's gonna be the world of the next generation soon. Yes, yeah, so the, the next generation will worship you when you die. It's a natural circle of life. No, like, why? Why would people like determine the future who aren't not gonna live in it? I don't get it. Because they've raised you well, so you know you'll follow their example and do as their ancestors did. But if, if, like, for example. If a mother raised her son well, why would he like go to you know a woman she doesn't approve of? <laughs> just like holding eye contact, absolutely innocent facial expression, just well, very sincere. Well, maybe the your child scrap after his father, or maybe there was some you know corrupt influence from you know his fellow schoolmates. But wait, uh, that sounds so a lot, a f- lot. That sounds a lot like blaming other people for your own failures. <laughs> also, uh, d- like, doesn't the father also count as a parent? Like, what if your parents say two different things? Who do you listen to? Well, obviously, the father. So, but didn't you just say the father who's was the one that misled this child? Well, he might have. I haven't got to the bottom of this. I got the solution that I wanted, which is all that matters. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's gross. Well, I don't think he'll go to Plum and a Half ever again. Now will you, son? He, you know, shakes his head. No, mother. Man, poor guy. Can't I just... Calamities, can't we get this thing off him? Uh... I definitely try to like just pry off the the Stokes. What's it called again? Oh, Conch. Uh, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Stokes are bolted to the ground. This is like a free flow. So yeah, and try oh, okay. tearing am, it apart. I am. I'm not gonna like. I, I don't even need to roll for this. I would not be able to. <laughs> just <laughs> noodling, noodle arming my way through this. Yeah, right. Well, this is a you know solid piece of wood with some you know metal hinges and heavy. So, Sira, uh, just he's fine. Just leave him be. They will not keep him in there forever. He doesn't look fine though. Look at the poor guy. I. Um. I rummage in my pockets and get out some berries uh, and like blow some dust off of them and offer them to him so he at least gets something sweet to eat and not just like this disgusting plain rice porridge. Oh, thank you for your kindness, stranger. <laughs> the mother looks over another woman that you know, he's associated with. Fine, let this one slide because there's a horde of zombies next to, so I shouldn't be knocking <laughs> off too much. Yeah. <laughs> Do I want to pick this fight? I don't think so. 
She looks disapprovingly, but doesn't say anything as her son eats out of your mouth, out of your uh, hand. (laughs) (laughs) Out of your mouth, that's disgusting. I don't think um... we've gotten that far in the relationship. Uh, Just feeding him like a baby bird. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Feed him like a goat, you know, you put your head flat. And bite your fingers off, and exactly. Uh, <laughs> and like once, once he's eaten all the berries, I tussle his hair and go, "Stay strong. You, you can do this." Oh, thank you. Can I give him a little like uh, motivation boosty with my charisma or something like that? Not sure if that you want sounds. to deal. Uh, I guess that. Will be uh, social right? influence because you're inspiring him to get some intimacy of uh, believing themselves. Social influence. <clears throat> okay. I uh, see. Oh yeah. Thank you. Let's see. Uh, what is That's the role? Probably charisma plus presence. Well, I mean, like yeah. you can do this with with a lot of different things, but uh, yeah, sure. Uh, roll your charisma and presence or whatever you'd like to use to inspire this against okay. difficulty four. All right, I can do this. Mickey, give me my keyboard, please. No. Meow, mother. Oh, God damn it. Meow, mother. Treat mother. I'll trade you. Give me the food. I want the broccoli. <laughs> Cats. <laughs> Well, have you rolled Wait. the thing? No, I'm still on it. Bert, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't be like this. Difficulty yes, was... In. Four. Difficulty four, yeah? Yeah. Five successes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. you definitely inspire him to... Uh, be more confident in himself that he can endure this and yeah with a result you can see the sparkle in his eyes and sets himself up and you know is ready to endure the rest of this punishment I give him a brilliant smile uh, and uh, try to quickly catch up with Calamities who has probably started uh, going farther towards where we're actually headed by now yes and also has started ranting. This is exactly what I mean with a perspective thing. Just just spending all this time on some random dope uh, who, who is in a slightly uncomfortable situation. Sheesh. Bigger fish, Sira. Bigger fish. Well, but like every shoal of fish consists of many small ones, though. Um. Perfect, you know, combination of characters. But look at the big picture, but also the small parts of it. Yeah, yeah complimentary. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you move on towards uh, the this thing and hear some smack on the head from you know somewhere behind you afterwards. So um, yeah, this It is uh, a. A nicer district, it's nice and clean, the roads are a bit drier here, there's a little bit less uh, traffic, there's heavy traffic, you see a lot of uh, the 
buildings here are tea houses, they're fancier. There's some red light district out in the back, but yeah, this is definitely the nicer place in the town to hang out and relax, not have you. And yeah, um, you can meet uh, the beautiful Sage Fay at one of the uh, higher, uh, uh, the more prestigious of the tea houses, thing, fancy, refined, and have you. Yeah, they definitely ask you, you know, uh, well, the people are a little bit perturbed by like, the sight of the zombies have you but they know not to stand in your way and just like you know profusely welcoming the tea house and just the pain of their breath that you won't be bringing your entourage in yes they are lucky today <laughs> yeah they thank you for being a gracious uh, you know patron Mm-hmm. So yeah, they welcome you in. Um, yeah, soon after uh, the she walks in, she's a, a younger woman, pretty good looking. Uh, she's accompanied by an uh, older auntie type person that's chaperoning her in here. And yeah, they're both uh, well. Well dressed, very uh, appropriate for uh, the setting, and what have you. And yeah, mm-hmm. she makes her way over to you. You know, introduces herself as you know, but she's the beautiful sage fate. It's her aunt, her chaperone. Then you know, she takes her her auntie for you know being over here, and you know, aunt walks over like. Two tables over to sit and you know drink tea by Helson and whatever, and yeah, the sage you know sits with you at the table or what have you. Serve whatever kind of drink you'd like. Some arrangement as last time. What's going on? Is there anything alcoholic available here? Definitely, you have some uh, rice sake, and you know if you want something more exotic, they might have some other spirits like that, or other like fruity drinks, some fresh pressed juices, and things like that. Fruity drinks, I am all for those. Sure. So you order some equivalent of a cocktail you make for you right in the spot. You have like you know whatever kind of fruit you like, you know. They actually have it. Nice. I'm just going to get some tea. (laughs) Nice. Tea is good. It is bitter. That's why it's good. And then Uh, pour, like, all the sugar they have into the tea. Sira just well. grins as she sees that and does not come for that. <laughs> yeah, they have this, you know, marvelous vegetable sugar cubes that you can just put in one by one. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so yeah, um, okay. So uh, well, thank you for reaching out to me. I heard that uh, you're the new investigators in town. Uh, how may I help you? Could well, you first explain? Of all... Oh, well, go ahead. Tans. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, could you tell us what kind of morality is the altar enforcing on the people of the city? And 
what kind of breach would cause? Do you think would cause such a violent response? Okay. Oh well. As you're asking about the pattern, you know, her eyes light up in the light. Oh, so you mean uh, you want to learn about lead the pattern, the uh, loss set forward by the true king in the days of old? Well, okay, I can definitely explain all that to you. So first we have the filial piety, with, that is the soul of virtue. So you do love your parents uh, because that is the pattern for all love and loyalty. We need to honor the five relationships, so parent and child, ruler, minister, elder siblings and younger sibling, husband and wife, and senior friend and junior friend, because those are five modules of all relationships. Uh-huh. The lesser reveals to serve the greater, and the greater guides and nourishes the lesser. Uh, then you need to serve your ancestors rightly, so just like your parents, you, serve them, you need to serve your parents and have you. Mm, let's see. You produce uh, sons, and so the right of worship will be continued, and you know, to f- maintain your family line at all costs, and so on, so on. Then you need to serve your relationship beautifully. So whether you're an in-law, cousin, uncle, niece, or more distant relationship, you need to you know appropriately honor your elders and nourish juniors. Uh, actually, as your ancestors did, because the true king gave us the perfect way to run the society and need to, you know, honor his uh, wisdom and guidance. And then the rulers need to lead by example. So if they lead the, lead the virtuous life, then the people are more inclined to also lead virtuous lives by themselves. So, you know, we need to hide all the people in the highest uh, part uh, of the society in. They need to okay, and then finally you need to seek learning so that you may be perfected. So you know you need to better yourself at uh, all times. And uh, as for what I think might be causing this calamity, that's a uh, cursing the city of Israel. I believe is the you know loose morals of the common people and then conspiring with the corrupt official to ease their own lives. And it's a problem on such a massive scale that I believe the altar is punishing everybody for it because everybody here is at fault. I regret asking. <laughs> so to sum up, there is uh, a strict hierarchy between seniors and juniors uh, in these five ways, parent and child, runa and minister, and so on and yep. so forth. And... So that would suggest that, uh, well, my question is how far reaching is this rule? Uh, is it just triggered by someone disobeying their senior, you know, their older sibling or Mm -hmm. whatever, uh, or is it more general than that? Well, in general, you should be following the pattern in all of your life, regardless whether you're here or abroad or wherever else, because this is you know, the perfect pattern. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you're talking more closely about the altar of heaven, um, I think the young Prince Zhao would know more about the technicals of it, but I believe that uh, you know the altar only judges what it sees and it can see around Yijiao. And 
the author has been around for many, many years, has been active for decades by this point, from what I heard, if not longer. And the morals, you know, no, no society is unfortunately perfect unless you have the upright, of course. Um, so it's, I don't think, you know, one person, uh, you know, one child mouthing off to their mother would cause this calamity. I think, you know, this is the bigger corruption, the whole society and the itself has finally had its fill and decided, you know, this is a unjust society. It must be rectified and it's not its punishment. Uh, so it is. No, yeah, go ahead. Yes. One little question for me. What if the authority gives bad commands? Like, let's say um, a parent tells their child to uh, starve or something like that. What then? Well, then they aren't uh, fulfilling their part of the five relationships and they don't rule by example, so they're obviously at fault for neglecting their duties as the station, so they should be punished. Yeah, okay, okay. So there is at least some recourse for the higher authorities to uh, uh, to be kept to some standards. Yes, this isn't tyranny. This is a just system. You know, even the your know, highest officials may be at fault, like Prince Zhao. You know, he's uh, you know he has all the regions in him, but he's very he's got very strange ideas about what should be done in regards to the ancient laws and have you. He wants to he's a reformist, let's say. Wow, you really hung up on this Prince Zhao guy. What does he want to reform? <laughs> oh, oh, for something up, you know. I'm just a common person. I, you know, don't have, aren't privy to everything that he's doing. But I heard that you know he's not appreciating his station in this city, and he'd like to just go to Nexus and be an adventurer. And what have you, which isn't befitting a princeling. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> I would like to try and read intention on this lady. Do see it. if she's actually buying all this stuff, or she's just, you know. Sure. Um, I'm going to say difficulty seven. Sure. And it's perception empathy, right? Yes, perception. Cool. I have a whole three dice on this. Ah, same. Because you're right. You should maybe you should start using uh, read intentions at some point. I succeed. How much? <laughs> Two successes. Two successes. Two. Um, okay, let me double check. What did that uh, do in the social? Uh, Codes, uh, read intentions out. One success. Uh, target true false and motives during the scene. Okay. Well, first of all, yes, she believes the pattern. She has swallowed this hook, line, and sinker, and would like to proselytize to everybody that this is the good way of doing things. 
to that point, she has some motives about how she'd go about doing this. Like she's excited to reveal something more to you, you know, once you know, she answers your questions and what have you. Mm. Okay. Yes. But first, I have some more questions about this pattern. Uh, is it fair to assume that the, uh, the punishment befalling the city is the result of some kind of, uh, well, either misuse or, uh, well, upheaval of this hierarchy? Um, I mean, yeah, so there's definitely a possibility that, you know, someone's uh, above their station or mingling with the people way below their ranking as they shouldn't be, or, uh, you know, could be something else. Maybe it's heresy, maybe it's your worship, or other mm-hmm. sightly things, or again, it could be, you know, corruption and through of the entire society and what have you. you know, there are a lot of people get bribes, taking bribes, living, living quite lax lives and not thinking that uh, their lot in life is where they should be trying to you know, weasel their way into out of their obligations and into you know, more comfortable uh-huh. lives and what have you. I see. This sounds quite complicated. I mean, there are many reasons the author of heaven might be punishing us, and you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you like, I do believe I have found a solution that should solve all of this properly. I'm well, sure I would, won't like I would, your answer. <laughs> I, I would. I would honestly like to uh, keep this. For later, perhaps I would like to look at these things um, with, uh, you know, without being uh, primed first, uh, if you wouldn't mind. Um, And I also have some more questions. Uh, You mentioned the upright. What is that? Oh, the upright are the perfect citizens. They are blessed by the heaven so that they conform perfectly to the pattern and they are incorruptible upright citizens that lead perfect content lives as better than anything in uh, Yixiao. Pretty much if you uh, go to the uh, Mulberry District then witness this for yourself the perfect district of have in the city. And How then, many uprights are there? <laughs> oh, about five to ten thousand, maybe. That's a lot. I mean, it's, it's okay. a district, yes. Wait, how does this work? Are they are they blessed because they fulfill the pattern well, or are they fulfilling the pattern well because they are blessed? This <laughs> seems uh, important. Um. Well. It's very technical. I think uh, Prince will be able to tell you more about it. And you know, as she's uh, talking about it, she pulls out some um, weird metallic parchment uh, that she sets aside. I don't want to like, have a look at it. Glance at it. 
with perception of occult. Uh, yeah, sure. So difficulty seven. Uh, should I or do you want to? I mean, I'm pretty good at. Account. I think we can both roll. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, I got nothing. Right. What's the difficulty? Seven. 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 Yes. Uh, one, two, three, four. Four successes. Four successes. Okay. Okay. So, as uh, beautiful sage fate puts away um, this scroll to the side, you notice its glint that is like really strange and um, rainbowy sheen to it. That's something made out of star metal, and, and it looks really old and complicated and heavy. It just puts oh, that well. aside. That um, definitely catches my attention then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, as you were saying, uh, I think it's very technical. I think the Prince would be able to explain this to you better, but uh, I believe that uh, the altar has a built in uh, capabilities to correct the people that are uh, lax in morals and make them fall in line. Like, for like um, many of the city officials, they're uh, the Junzikas, the you know the elite, the well-educated, and whatever they are immune to its uh, effects. But the lesser Jauren, the you know the smaller people, they um, can follow its influence much more easily, especially when they offend it on on you know a longer basis, and they get. Corrected. Their behavior gets corrected so that they fall in line where where they're happiest in their life. This altar can mind control people. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call it mind control. It's like uh, like reeducation. You know, they learn about you know the beauty of the pattern and they embrace it with the whole heart. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, thousand calamities. Do you think you can get enough zombies to tear that building down? Hey, please, let's not. <clears throat> let's not uh, get ahead of ourselves. I'm just talking we... hypothet- hypothetically. I don't. I haven't seen the building, but let's let's maybe speak of this uh, at some other point. I, I don't think this is the uh, appropriate venture. Why are you so on edge? Ah, uh, this is all wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that that is a matter of opinion, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, the rich seal put all by. Has persisted longer than the realm itself. I mean, it has stay power, and we accomplish that thanks to the pattern. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's, let's let's stay on topic for the for the moment. Uh, we we can we can discuss tearing down buildings uh, later when we know more. All right. Uh, speaking of staying on topic, what is that? And I point at the star metal thing. Oh, uh, 
This is the river chart. Uh, it's, uh, I managed to source it uh, by talking with many of the sages of Dunbai. It is um, an artifact meant to empower the altar of heaven so it can operate at its full capacity. And if you apply it to it, uh, it will um, root out all this corruption in the city in an instant. Interesting. And uh, you haven't used it because... Well, the only person that's allowed to get close to the altar of heaven is the Prince Yan Xiao, and he doesn't believe in the pattern the same way I do. So we have a disagreement about whether it should be applied, and without his approval, the upright guards around the altar won't let me close to it, so I couldn't do it myself. But, you know, if there was some very capable exiles around that would be able to apply it, I'd give my whole life to fulfilling this goal. Interesting. We all agree this sounds like a terrible idea, right? (laughs) Well, I haven't... Well, maybe you can explain a bit more what this would entail. Uh, what does it mean to root out all this corruption in an instant? How would this happen? Do you know? Uh, sure. Uh, let's give a quick pause because I think some piece of error can you? Yeah, let's back. Um, so you were asking about how can the river chart solve this problem, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, well, as, uh, as I mentioned, the upright are incorruptible, perfect citizens, which means that the altar will up, you know, change more people into the upright, and thus uh, I don't believe any sort of corruption, any sort of hidden scheme or anything in the city will be able to stand to that. All these evils will be uprooted, all the conspirators will turn themselves in. Anyone that has a guilty conscience will confess of their crimes, or even if they're not the ones that might have heard of uh, what's going on. And there won't be any place in the city that will be able to hide its evil doings, which I bet will solve all the problems. So wait, it will turn everybody in the city in an upright? Um, no, just most of the genre. So, not people like you or me, not like the governor will have, you know, the city officials, just the common people, you know. Why? why The majority of people in the city. Yes, majority of the people in the city. But don't the authorities also need to be turned into upright? Um, The altar doesn't... uh, don't have the power to turn the uh, Junzi, the higher ups, uh, into uh, the uprights. But uh, obviously, no such corruption lives alone. Like, you know, for an official to take a bribe, someone has to give the bribe, for example. Or, you know, you have lucky servants, slaves that hear about what's going on. There's, there'd be eyes and ears of the 
state, the people everywhere with these uprights. Mm. This does not seem right. Isn't life for there for making mistakes or living, well, imperfectly? Perfection is for the dead. I agree. I mean, if you could live a perfect, happy, content life, why wouldn't you? Well, because there's always time for that in the afterlife. Well, I guess it would still be nice to live a perfect, happy, content life, but there's nothing wrong with your life not being that. But what is life without sorrow and heartache? What is You're life not helping. Flaws? <laughs> Look, flaws are what make many things beautiful. The transcendental nature of things like flower blossoms and the fragrance of a hot tea is what makes them so special and so enjoyable. I mean, yes, flower blossoms are beautiful, but you look at the city. I mean, how many drunkards you know, living in the gutters have you seen? People selling their children into slavery just so they can pay their taxes because they, you know, they spend their monies on bribes of shops to be able to continue their business or being extorted by you know, the guilds or what have you from the exorbitant fees because they, they believe that they are owed all the money in the world, not just their rightful share. So what are you doing about it? Well, I'm currently talking to you and hoping to convince you to, you know, help make the Zizhou a better place. And at that, she'll try to do some social influence on her solar. Yeah, ha ha. Um, good luck. That sounds like very little, honestly. I mean, why aren't you going out and wait, wait, helping? Wait, wait, wait. She's, the she's she's trying to do social influence on you. We gotta we gotta. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. First. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. If you're a protagonist, then the difficulty is willpower, I think. And okay. Um, she wants uh, you to believe that um, empowering the altar of heaven is the, the way to make people happy. Do you have any kind of nature or intimacy that would uh, work for this uh, thing? The well being of children might work. Might. Um, it might clash a little bit with the whole listen to your parents at all times thing, but uh, it might be a, an intimacy that I mean, may make it easier for her. Yeah, I think the implication here would be that uh, if you have uprights, the parents will be perfect parents, the children will be perfectly taken care of, and they will have you, everybody will be happier, better, there will be no bad thing in this city. So I'd say that it does apply. Which was mm -hmm. difficulty by two, so I'm rolling a difficulty truly. Does she have anything that opposes this though? 
Mm. Let me check. Probably not directly, eh? I don't think so, no. We'll look at your stuff. Uh, your nature is survivor, which, yeah, she does mention that it does, doesn't affect you, so it wouldn't matter. Uh, familiar and well being. No, you, uh, this does not affect your goat. This doesn't affect the uh, thousand critical calamities. And yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay. So that is six successes. Okay. Mm. Now, uh, you as a PC, of course, have uh, recourse against this. Uh, I think. Um, was it like spend like a willpower or something like this? Yep. Uh, uh, being persuaded. Uh, is this persuasion or is it inspiration? Uh, inspiration. So she adds uh, an intimacy at you first. Um, so, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, must accept temporary intimacy. Or pay a point of willpower to deny the inspiration. Yep. Yeah. So you can spend a willpower to deny it, but also this does um, work against uh, you as a solar having intimacy. So you gain a limit for uh, going against this. So do you spend one willpower and gain one limit to tell her no? Yeah. Okay, so do so. Set my temporary willpower to four, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and cross off another limit. Yes. So yeah, you steal your heart against the needs of the children because you believe that you know this city would be better if they actually had free will. Yeah. I feel like this would infringe on the free will of the children too much. Yep. Uh, children need to make the mistakes. They need to run into their own walls at some point, And they need to rebel against their parents to develop their own morality, in my opinion. So yep. I just squint like Fry in Futurama at Faye. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, it's visible that my brain is working hard at something for a little while. Awesome. Okay. Um, so yeah, where were she was uh, thinking about? Yeah, what she do and so on, so on. Yeah. So I guess the floor is yours, guys. What would you like to know? Where do you find that thing? Um, How do you come in possession of it? Well, I talk with a number of the scholars in Dillumbai, and uh, through lengthy uh, investigation and talking with many sages, many philosophers, uh, I was able to find an old uh, cachet of um, Shogunate era. Artifacts. Well, yeah, it was all by someone else. I had to, you know, pay and quite a substantial amount of money for it. But they were luckily able to be convinced that you know to lend me this uh, chart, uh, the, well, the river chart, 
because they believe that yes, uh, uh, making sure that the altar of heaven works at its full capacity would be beneficial to the society. I see. Well, well, I. Uh, hmm. How do I get my hands on this thing? Uh. <laughs> uh. I'm no good at lying. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, wait, I have I have an idea. I have an yep. idea. Um I am uh I'm going to uh basically just uh just uh, improvise a, a big performance, just just some inspirational poetry uh to explain that uh life is uh you know a stage uh, which is there for all the heartache and for all the struggles to uh, to play out there. And then the curtain falls. And that is when perfection happens, because a story is only good when it ends. And I would like to uh, inspire her to form an intimacy that, you know, maybe imperfection in life are a good thing. <laughs> Okay. Sure. So uh, um, her resolve is nine. <laughs> Ooh, she bought into this hook, line, and sinker. Damn. Um, right. Uh, uh, I mean, that would be performance, right? Can I use appearance for it? Or is it charisma? Mm -hmm. You're not trying to seduce her. I think this is, I think this is actually manipulation because you're. Well, I'm not okay. lying. I am. Okay. I mean this. I mean okay. this earnestly. Uh, why are you uh, doing this here? What's your end goal out of this? Well, my end goal is that she will see that she has no use for this thing. Uh, when well, I also just generally love to proselytize. <laughs> okay, it's like if you're trying to convince her that she doesn't need the river chart so that you can get it, that's a relation because you're, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, focusing on your uh, own outcome. If you're yeah, that's the a secondary thing, yeah, what I'm doing right now is just I want to inspire her to accept the impurities of life because you know, yeah. perfection right. lies beyond the grave. The other yeah, thing would like, be the secondary part. <laughs> yeah, so I guess um, if her talking about this offended you on a moral basis, and you want to convince her that she is in the wrong, yeah, that would be charisma. And then you could mm -hmm. leverage that in a persuasion to get uh, the reverse out with manipulation yep. later. Yes. Okay, so start with yeah, charisma and performance, sure. Uh, all right, uh, difficulty nine, yes? Yes. Wild. Uh, I suppose I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna fire up the uh, excellency. Is that Egosis? still? Yes. Is is that still more expensive here? 
Uh, no, this uh, the more expensive only applies in the governor's uh, mansion and in the place of the altar. So over here it's all right. Okay, cool. Well, then that's yeah. uh, you can also spend power to lower the difficulty by one. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. No, I think I think sixteen dice will 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 be sufficient. I have faith. Um, so that's ten. That's fifteen. That's sixteen. There we go. Let's see. Oh wow, that's a lot of tens. Uh, wait, uh, performance is favored, so ones count. Yes. No. Uh Favorite, yeah, in favor, they do count in cast. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> so that puts me at well, four successes anyway. Success, okay. So, uh, you inspired her to believe that, um, imperfect life is good, actually, right? Yes, that life is there to, uh, to, to do things imperfectly before you know. The grandness of the grave. Grandeur, I guess, is the word. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you uh, do this stunning performance, uh, you know, and improvise. I know they probably had some space for like performers who be playing some like, you know, gentle music, whatever you, you know, took that over, you perform a small, um, Yet they're improvised. Uh, how is it? music, singing, just performing arts? Oh yeah, What's sure, sure. Let's make it a song. <laughs> sure, you do a song or whatever, and yeah, you do inspire her to accept imperfect life, to accept the flaws in people, and what have you. And like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I do believe I, you know, you've made your point. No, yeah. Okay. So since you don't need that thing, can I have it? (laughs) (laughs) Sira, during the performance, just put her chin in her hands and smiles widely and to a four claws says, she's so wrong, but she does it really well. (laughs) She does seem to be speaking from the heart. She Uh, does. Her heart's just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like I can wow. agree with about half of that. About you know, it's fine to not be perfect. But then when she starts going on about, and that's because everything will be better when you're dead. It's like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. She like comes from a great place, and but then she just goes off the deep end. And I'm telling you, it's it's the underworld trip. I she wasn't like that before. Uh huh. Are you sure? Yes. I cannot believe you're doing this right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I do this always and I pat her on the back. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just realized that asking her for the thing is probably manipulation plus presence, which is, uh, not my forte. One guy. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you know, yeah, you have to roll that. Um, 
to say like, oh, I mean, uh, I was uh, going to give it to you anyway if you uh, agreed to uh, you know, use it. And after that, I don't think I have a need for it. So she's trying to, she'll try to convince you to go along with the plan, uh, yeah. citing. Uh, okay, she'd be trying to leverage some kind of industry relating to you wanting this as a kind of payment. Uh, would that right. uh, hit anything you have in intimacy or what have you? Um, or nature, visionary. Mm. With the way you've been mm. lusting after uh, artifacts, it sounds like it should hit something. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's that's not an intimacies thing. That's uh my death lord wants swag thing. <laughs> um, oh, gotta get the death lord iced out. Yeah, yeah, she can get quite serious about things. Um, <laughs> okay, so she wants to give it to us if we do what she wants. I don't want to do what she wants to do, but I want the thing. Quite the yeah. impasse. And I yeah, can, um, probably can't convince her that I'm going to do the thing. Well, uh, I'm just leaving it to you. Like, oh, you know, it's good. So we need to uh, appeal to the intimacy or offer them something they want. So this chart, uh, <laughs> this uh, considerable commensurable value of the request. Uh, okay. So I do think she can make the role. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I suppose. So your willpower is five. There aren't any intimacies to lower this. So yeah. Okay. Mm, so that is a difficulty five. The role. No wait. My, uh, it's it's against willpower. That's yeah. uh, nine actually. Oh, woof. Um, then she got one success. Okay. Dang. Uh, you can still resist it, I believe. Uh, it's not yeah. deal. In case, still uh, at the cost of two willpower. Unless you can set um, intimacy, nature, then yeah. If you so I. Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to try. Can I cite my uh, intimacy to depose gods and topple heaven's order to reject this? Because, you know, the, it, it is the celestial pattern of the altar of heaven. Like, that's... Uh, I, I okay. feel like that would be something that rubs okay. uh, against Tell that. Tell me how specific are you? Are you actually talking about the celestial order of Yushan? In here, or are you talking about order in general uh, on the you know, any kind of thing? What is this intimacy relating to? Yeah, it's probably like really, really generally against gods and Yushan, you know, like the yeah. celestial bureaucracy like, and stuff. She's not asking you to uh, go along with it. She's asking you, hey, do this thing, fix this city once, and, you know, then you can just move on with whatever. This isn't you even being part of this uh, bureaucracy or what have you. Uh, this doesn't relate to the 
issues of power. It's more like, hey, change the society in a different way. Hmm. Yes. So uh, it would be a stretch, even if it wasn't Yushan directly. So yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so wait, how much willpower is it to reject this? Two willpower. Two if it's an ordeal. Sheesh. Yeah, it is an ordeal. One if it's an God, is this thing really good enough for me to even consider this? Uh, I'm I'm not so sure. Um, so sure. Star metal is, from what I heard, the rarest of the magical materials, and this is yeah, that's cool, true. Like a nice bundle thing. Like you could smelt this, you could make an artifact out of this. Okay, okay. So if I don't pay the willpower, I'm I, I will have to actually agree to do this thing. Yes. Yep. Damn. <laughs> well, well, well. Um, now I'm wondering how does changing my mind later works? Uh, like I probably can't do that myself. I'll probably have to hope that the others can convince me to change my mind. <laughs> probably like if the situation changed drastically or something like that, I don't know, mm -hmm. like, oh, I tell you, hey, apply this and you know, it will change people in the city. Like, okay, I've agreed to this. And then it turns out, oh no, applying this will blow up the whole city and murder everybody. Like, okay, I didn't agree to this. Therefore, mm -hmm. this deal is no longer valid or what have you. But yeah, I think if you yeah. agree to this, uh, then you, know, you, you will want this uh, pretty much out of the, you know, your characters. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Let's just go for it. Uh, yeah. I uh, take a moment and uh, uh, let let out a sign. I say, "Well, you do make a good point. It isn't really my problem, and." Uh, it is an enticing reward, so I will just be taking this then. Yeah. She has it over willingly. Where do you, do you keep it in your hand or do you put it in a satchel or something? Uh, <laughs> I mean it is it is star metal. I'm gonna put that I'm definitely gonna put that in a satchel. Cool. Keep it close to my heart. It's important. Um, <laughs> I'm going to steal that. Because <laughs> I'm not leaving the thing that will turn the city into slaves with the Omnicidal Maniac. <laughs> hey, that's that's a really good idea. Uh, but um, maybe not right here? No, I'm going to wait for a slightly better situation. But uh, basically, yeah, as we're yeah. leaving, I'm just going to nab it. <laughs> That seems reasonable. Okay. Yeah. Like, first, uh, you know, let's talk about the couple of the players. Are people fine enough with people stealing from one another? Is this okay in that game? Perfectly fine for me, yes. As, as long as you don't take the stuff I actually, like, uh, <laughs> pay spectrum points for. I'm only going to do it for the plot MacGuffin, not yeah. for actual yeah. stuff that matches to the characters. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Okay. So whatever you want to do, we talked about it. You yes. can do some role. 
Um, do we want to do anything else talking to the sage? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to ask, uh, so exactly what are we supposed to do with this thing at the altar? Just shove it on top of it? Um, from what I've been told, you just need to uh, press it against it or touch it against the altar and the magic between those uh, two objects that are meant to be together will solve itself out. So you, whether you toss it out the altar or approach it, should be fine. Maybe you shoot an arrow at it. That would be interesting. Cool. I'm sure we'll find a way. So, uh, just as a small question, um, how long have you wanted to do this? Well, I'd, I wanted to do this for a while now, like ever since I heard about um, how the altar works, about you know, how it creates the uprights and whatever, I do believe, you know, I believe it'll be a few years now. I mean, you know, I'm s like, you know, look at her, you know, she's pretty young, so, you know, for a while she was like, you know, growing up or whatever, so she didn't have that many, much time to skim this. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it must be like three years now. Sarah squints again. <laughs> she's wondering if, uh, like doing something like this might be a good motive to, for some reason, like make the altar either malfunction or provoke it on purpose. So there would be good reason well, to do Sounds this. like good intentions. About yes, it, yeah. exactly. So roll your oh. perception and empathy against difficulty of five, let's say, because she's already said, talking more than last time. So and I think you can use an uh, use your excellency for that if you want. Oh yeah, I can. I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna use my excellency for that. Do it. Uh, yeah. Double check the excellency real quick. That is spend one mode, so I need to lower my mode pool by one. Yeah. So that means I've got ten remaining. Please react. Thank you. Um, and that means I can roll eight instead of just four, right? You add your perception again into the roll, as far as you remember. Uh, uh, no, perception and empathy, actually. Yeah. So let's get both. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I thought she was a lunar. Yeah, you get both. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, no, I'm not a piddly Luna. I'm so. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a big deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a whole point. <laughs> Roll it. Oh, eight. Difficulty was five. 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 Does that one count? Uh, is it one of your cast or favorite abilities? Sorry, it's one of, is it cast. one of your cast, cast abilities? Ability. Then yeah, that doesn't count. So no, you have five success, uh, six successes. Uh, no, nice. five. Brain. Five. One, two, 
Okay. Two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. Five, perfect. Okay, okay uh, so that thing that, um, let's see, I found this nature. Okay, wow. so uh, her nature is virtuous, and you pretty much can read her like a book. She believes in her heart of hearts to be the true that uh, what she said to you is completely true. That if you apply this uh, river chart to the author of heaven, it will be empowered, it will work 100, at 100% efficiency, it will uh, convert many people into being upright, and that will root out this corruption in the city that is created by people being complacent with the higher-ups, corruptions, and you know, lackadaisical approach to this pattern. Everything she told you, she believes in it hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, so that means she's also uh, herself Sorry. convinced that the storms are caused by the people in the city and not by something she helped along, basically. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, I was reading part of uh, the thing. So yeah, she yeah, believes in this ideology. And yes, she does believe that the storms are caused by uh, um, the populace uh, being complacent. Let's double check how she phrases it. Yeah, it is caused by the loose morals of the common people, and uh, they're conspiring with the corrupt officials to ease their lives. That is her belief. Ah. And I okay. suppose she believes in the pattern so strongly that she would never like agitate it on purpose, even if it would bring her closer yeah. to her goals. Like... Pretty much, uh, if not now, then soon enough, if you ask about it, everybody in the city that knows of beautiful Sage Fay believes that uh, whatever she does must align with the pattern because she's the most virtuous, most pious, most uh, brilliant sage of the pattern in this whole city. Even though she is a woman, which isn't in uh, a position to be a philosopher or sage or whatever, she is the most educated and she's like the exemplar despite you know, her position in life. Okay. Hmm. So if she's wrong, then there's something fundamentally wrong in this whole setup. I know some message got wrong 10,000 years ago and it's propagated throughout this whole city and it's accepted as true to this day. Wild stuff. Man, I hope I hope uh, inspiring this strange intimacy in her isn't going to have some uh, isn't going to have consequences or anything. It's fine. I mean, for her, it'd be like, oh, it's okay that I have a small stain in my thing or like, oh, it's okay that my hair is a little bit unkempt. So, you know, she'd be a little bit more lax and would have you but you know, it won't. Mm -hmm. She still has other intimacies that still reinforce her following the pattern, or going to the altar, or being you know, a learned person, whatever. So you haven't corrupted this poor youth entirely. Just gave her yeah. a different outlook on life for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. 
So what would you all like to do next? And yeah, um, yeah, as you mentioned that, you know, possibly using it, you know, she does mention to you, uh, our that she will be ingratiated to you, she'll be in debt to you for her whole life if you pull this off. So I can leverage that as you will. Yep. Of so course, of course. We should go visit the prince at the altar. Yes, let's get this over with. Um, and as we leave... <laughs> I will take a moment where um, Calamities and her sister are talking about something, possibly about how bad of an idea it would be to actually do what uh, Beautiful Sage Faye asked and uh, steal the chart. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so that's like some kind of an opposed role. Uh, so that probably be what dexterity and larceny is that a thing yep. in the system? Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. definitely roll dexterity larceny versus uh, perception and what would work? Awareness. Awareness. Oh yeah, there is awareness. Yes, perception and awareness. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna spend one mode uh, to activate my excellency because why not? That's probably complete overkill, but go for it. <laughs> uh, it um, what difficulty are we both rolling? Is... Six? Okay. This is a like a big uh, scroll, I would say. And it's kind of hefty because it's uh, magical material. So I'd say it's maybe difficulty seven to steal, difficulty five to notice that suddenly your satchel is like you know, a couple pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm tossing 15 dice on this, so. Yep. <laughs> Do it. Uh, that is six successes. Okay. Yeah, I have zero. Little <laughs> zero. Okay. So you figure you found some kind of rock or what have you that uh, you know quickly size out the charts, figure out how much it should weigh based on you know it being made of metal and also kind of flat and whatever. You found the rock that's exact the same weight, and you slipped it perfectly into the satchel, removing that uh, star chart and sequestering it where you will. Where would you like to put it so it uh, isn't found? I'll put it in my bag of random stuff then i just have a little bag yeah you put it in your doggy bag <laughs> okay the chart is in I your just position imagine you have like a big burglar sack slung across uh, slung over your shoulder <laughs> it goes in no there. that would be too obvious it's more like yeah Satchel. Well, do you mean the... do you mean for claws the cat burglar? Uh huh. Oh. Oh. I mean, has anybody it... noticed that my name? What my name is? Foreclose abatement. Uh, I only know foreclose. Abatement is another word for discount. Figure this Four claws a bit. Okay. Absolutely brilliant. Love it. Uh, you're the worst. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Perfect pun names. This is what I'm exalted for. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a heavy kidnap sack. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the interest of like time passing as you're solving this, now it's an evening, so you have to go to the prince in the morning, which means you need to take the night somewhere. How much resources do you do you all have? Zero. Zero. Uh, let me double check that. Uh, three. But uh, I don't need resources. I just use my wonderful little uh, harmony with nature approach to... Yeah, you can uh, just camp out in the woods somewhere. That's Exactly. Yeah. I just leave the city ever so slightly and camp out in the woods with my, well, with my goat. It's like... First of all, Thousand Crimson Comedies can pay for the board for all of you. You can even go to a nice place like in this uh, flower district. There are some nice uh, onsen style uh, you know, lodgings here so you can have your own rooms and what have you if that's what you'd like. Sure, you can go uh, out of the city. Finding wilderness would be a little bit harder because it's surrounded by farmland, so you'd have to go like if hours of walking to get to the nearest uh, like forest or more wilderness uh, location. Mm. Uh, I think I think harmony with nature uh, doesn't need like the w- wildest wilderness or anything. I think it's fine if I even just went like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I can yeah, just I- sleep in a cornfield or something like that. Even. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your child says, um, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> I, I will absolutely pay for anyone who wants uh, wants to take a room. I will also get myself a proper meal, but I'm not going to like get a room for sleeping because there's this whole problem that uh, the essence of creation doesn't properly nourish me because you know uh, my essence does not interact with it well. And for that reason, I'm going to have to find a nice bit of soil to sleep in. Uh, so I will probably just uh, accompany Sira out of town. Um, I mean, there are some like gardens within uh, the resorts or have you. So if you'd like to, I know, pay them. I, and I, I don't know. That you to get the garden. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, Sira's you- leaving the city. I'm probably just going to stick with her. Uh, if Four Claws Abatement wants to take a room here, I will pay for it, and then we'll nah. meet up again in the morning. I'm gonna turn into a cat again and just, you know, <laughs> sleep <forever>. nap. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you guys leave the city for the night. You find some slightly emptier field, maybe the one that's hasn't been sold yet, whatever, and yeah. You bury yourself in the soil, right? Sleep. Yeah, I I invoke the resplendent burial rite charm, which uh, costs one moat, and then the earth just opens up, uh, and I uh, I bid I bid everybody a good night, and I fall backwards into the grave, and closes <laughs> uh, above me, and uh, uh, a grave marker rises out of the ground that has uh, an inscription on it in Old Realm that uh, warns anybody of disturbing this grave. Uh, and if I do this, where, uh, like if I am in, down in there when the sun goes down, I actually recover essence as if I were in the underworld, which is super handy. Awesome. 
uh, I like my big goat will just flop against the grave marker from behind it um, and like curl up slightly so that I can snuggle in uh, like it's a big old pillow. And uh, that is already enough for me to get really comfortable. Uh, I drape myself half over the goat and fall asleep pretty much instantly. Um, so yeah, um, those of you that have uh, spent uh, willpower, may regain it, except for the Luna, because you're going to have nightmares, um, <laughs> you regain uh, your essence for the sunset, sunrise, it will happen. Yep. So, um, yeah, uh, Lunar Limit stuff. You were saying that uh, this author of heaven was something that your character was um, dealing with in the first age, you said, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> okay. And since you've uh, had enough information about it, you, you it counts as you encountering this in this, uh, you know, session or what have you. Cool. So I take so, two limits and I have horrible it, nightmares. Yes. You have nightmares about how you were in this area like a couple thousand years ago. You were one of the stewards here or what have you, you know, stationed for a while at least. You remember this uh, golden or chalcum pillar that was like the center of the town looking down upon this whole area and judging people for their transgressions. And you remember someone that was like your servant, your like attendant or whatever that you had uh, you know, fond uh, memories of or what have you. They came with you to this place, you know, bright-eyed and wanting to, uh, you know, uh, come with you because yeah, they were looking up to you and what have you and um, one day they crossed some kind of laws of the city, crossed against a pattern maybe they mouthed out to some superior or what have you and you remember them changing the, the personality of them getting like erased, they were no longer the same kind of person but they turned into a perfect law-abiding citizen that, you know, never, ever crossed the same uh, line again, never talked about the turn, never uh, broke any of the patterns or what have you. The spark they had that you so cherished changed. Even the physically, they changed because they weren't from here. They changed into the perfect Ren person. <laughs> so yeah, that's the feeling you remember that wakes you up as a nightmare. Ugh. In the Ugh. <laughs> I'm gonna hunt for breakfast to take my mind off it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is uh, it's been like uh, three hours of us playing. Are people still wanting to continue? We, you're wrapping up soon, because I remember people saying that oh, this is about the wrap time. I could go for a little while longer, I think. How about you, I would be for uh, yeah, wrapping up soon. I got a dentist appointment later. Oh. Okay, then uh, maybe we should wrap it up and we'll come back to what you do in the next day of your investigation next time. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so uh, I've been Peter. Uh, I've been G. I've been Shen. And I've been Siegfried. And this has been Sponsored by Nobody, signing off. <laughs>